0: Hey everybody, it's officially draft season and we here at Upside Swings couldn't do what we do without Global Shop Solutions ERP software. Simplify your manufacturing by scheduling a demo at globalshopsolutions.com. Thanks again for listening. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Upside Swings NBA Draft Podcast, the podcast of the highest ceiling. I'm your host, Bryce Hendricks, joined by the great Cooper Klein and I believe for the first time in pod history during a deep dive, no Stone Hansen. Stone and I have been together since day one, and uh, we were setting up to do this pod, and he's like, I really have to finish writing my big board. And I was like, for real? And then he's like, yeah, okay. Uh, so, so he's not here. He's not here to talk about these guys. When I asked him if he had any specific thoughts on any of them, he said no so we're chilling uh he's he's not all that sad he's missing this i suppose um but Coop is here Coop is here to talk about a group of two guards uh a dying breed in basketball um Coop, my friend how you doing
1: i'm doing great it feels really weird to not have stone here there's a lot less bullshit before the pod starts and a lot more just us talking which is which feels weird but uh yeah no i i could see why stone doesn't have a lot to say on these guys Um, a lot of them are pretty simple, but I I think there are some real hidden gems in here that we'll get into.
0: Yeah, this was an interesting group. I want to talk briefly about the existence of the shooting guard just in general, because I think in a lot of ways, like I'm not fully kidding when I say it's died, right? Like shooting guards are so weird. Like it's hard to define. Obviously there's some top players who are considered shooting guards. Uh, you think of Devin Booker, uh, he's probably the most like prototypical modern two guard you could think of in terms of like bucket getter scorer, can't do some playmaking but it's like six six even to someone like a Donovan Mitchell who is considered a two guard like if it wasn't for the fact that he's played next to point guards his whole career he's probably a point guard like he brings the ball up lots of times he I, there, there's almost no such thing as like Positions in basketball don't really exist anymore. And because of that, you've kind of seen this um, death of the two guard position specifically because now it's just wings and you have big wings and small wings. If you have big wings who can do the small wing things, you'd rather play them to guard the other big wings than small wings. So like to be a two guard in, in, in as a prospect anymore is, is sort of a hard thing to do. You have to be you kind of have to lean into one position or the other in terms of being a two or a one in a lot of ways. And it kind of a three or a one, I should say um, you kind of have to lean into one of those two camps or you just have to be so good at everything that you're worth playing over guys who might be uh more consistent positional fits. Um, Cause even like, I mean, you think of even guys like James Harden was basically a point guard. Like he, was a 6'5 point guard. Um, I, I should say is, was, is, whatever. Like defensively, he was a power forward. And then on offense, he was a point guard. So it's kind of just like we are at this interesting point with the shooting guard position. And and I think you've kind of seen that play out in drafts. Like there's a lot less like 6'5 wings who like succeed early in their career. I mean, Benedict Mathurin had a pretty solid rookie season, but not a great one. Jalen Williams was maybe considered a shooting guard prospect, but clearly lead more into the three, like even three, four, because he's so damn strong and long, uh, playing for the OKC Thunder. Um, you've just kind of seen like a, and then you know you think guys like James Booknight have kind of fallen out of favor because that like that positional spectrum doesn't seem to include them lots of times Coop do you have any overarching thoughts on on the state of the two guard
1: before we jump into these guys uh not really I mean it, the only other guy that really appears to be like a two guard is just like a shooting specialist and those are getting bigger and bigger every single year especially you look at this draft and even like a Justin Powell in this group I mean I don't want to spoil anything but he's like six six. Uh, he's not like a six-three shooting specialist because a six-three shooting specialist is just getting kicked out the door for a six-six shooting specialist or a six-eight-one or you know I mean we have guys who are six-ten who can really shoot in drafts and like you would rather have a bigger guy doing that because you can he can at least pretend to do other stuff right and uh, a six-three shooting specialist cannot pretend to do other stuff it's it's like a Gerald Green who could at least pretend to play defense you know he he could shoot he could shoot off a motion shoot off the dribble a little bit catch and shoot uh cut and dunk and then defensively he just fakes it <laughs> he just fakes playing defense but he's so long and athletic that it kind of works or worked uh, and yeah I mean the two guard a lot of these guys I, I think all of them lean into being more of a one or a three it's just do they have the size to play the three or are they actually good enough or athletic enough to be the one and uh we'll we'll talk about that specifically with all these guys here
0: yeah just as a quick example and i know we don't usually do like long preambles like this but i find this fascinating it's something i've i wanted to write about for a while but I haven't one of the best shooters i've ever scouted is bryce brown who played at auburn he was on that final four auburn team with jared harper and uh chumo kiki He was their starting shooting guard. Um, He took 8.6 threes per game and shot 41% during his senior year. He's the guy who is most famous for having uh, the GTA unlimited ammo cheat code tattooed on the back of his shooting arm. Just like that, like legitimately... One of the best shooters I've ever seen. If you go watch, like, I watched one of his main Red Claw games. Maybe that was against the GLI. I can't remember Uh, when he played for the, for them in, in 2019-20 in that bubble. You know, he shot really well there. He's just been an insane shooter throughout his career. But he's 6'3". And those guys just don't stick in the league. Kyle Guy, another just absurdly good shooter. Movement shooter. Spot up guy. Can hit it off the dribble. He's had to become like a point guard. And it hasn't worked out for him because... Those guys, like, you just can't be that small and be a shooting specialist anymore. It just does not work like that. So let's talk about this group. Because this group, is and they're not all shooters, but, like, just in general, they're all what I would refer to as shooting guards in one way or another. I want to start with Jalen Pickett from Penn State. Jalen Pickett is the third Penn State guy we're going to talk about. He's listed at 6'4", 202 pounds. It seems about right. He's an October 22nd, 1999 birthday, so he's 23 years old. He'll turn 24 about two weeks into his rookie season. So his rookie season will be his age 24 season. Uh, He played three years at Siena uh, before transferring to Penn state. An interesting thing there is that he was like, he averaged more points at Penn state than he did at Siena for the most part. Uh, One of his Siena seasons, he had injury issues, but still like just in general, arguably better at Penn state than he was at Siena. Um, the shot it really took a jump this year from outside in terms of percentage, um, but he averaged 17.7 points per game on 50.8, 38.1, 76.3 shooting splits, uh, grabbed 7.4 boards, uh, 6.6 assists, 0.5 blocks, one steal, 2.3 turnovers, um, had a 57.7 true shooting on 27.4 usage. That's pretty good in like a high major conference. Uh for a guy, you know, who like again with that 27 usage t- takes a lot of shots, had a near 40% assist rate to only a 12.9% turnover rate. Really good ratio there. 1.6 steal rate, 1.6 block rate. Um, there are some more worrying numbers, like at some of the stat stuff. He dumped zero zero times. He only had a 23 free throw rate. Um, but he did shoot 67.4% on 138 closed twos and 47.7% on 256 long twos. That's an insane, like just a, just an absurd number of long twos to take. And that's why I was, if you couldn't hear it in my voice, I was a little surprised just to even remember like that he shot 50.8% from the field, because when you watch his tape, it sure is a lot of long twos. And that's where I want to start with the scoring coop. How do you feel about Jalen Pickett as like a scorer, bucket getter guy?
1: Uh, So, I mean, the numbers kind of point to him as being pretty nice, but he's super reliant on his strength as a scorer um, because, as you implied with the dunks, he's not very athletic. Um, I sent a clip. I'll probably post it on the timeline soon just because it actually made me laugh out loud where Pickett got stuck at the free throw line. And almost like tried to throw himself like a, a Kobe Bryant, like self-lob off the backboard off the step through. And then he goes up to like catch it. And he's like literally like half a foot off the ground. And he just comes back down with it. And I, I think he got fouled. So it ended up working. But I it it had me cackling. Um and it's like he he's got some craft. He uses like the post up, like, oh, let me put my back to the guy. Uh, and I mean the tough shot making is really nice at the college level. I just think that the margins are so small and he's so reliant on strength that against, uh, you know, NBA level athletes, strength guys, it's just not super going to work. And my, my biggest problem with him as a scorer is just that he has to have the ball in his hands. Right. He, if you like, if there was a stat to just measure how much of the game he was dribbling the ball, like what percentage of his team's offensive possessions was spent with him dribbling the ball, it would be like 60%, it'd be like 60, 70%. He does not stop dribbling for Penn State ever. And it worked for them. I mean, he basically I mean, it was their their entire point guard, like their entire ball handling system that got them to the NCAA tournament. But at the NBA level, if you're not super athletic, you're not like a crazy shooter, and you're not like an insane passer either, and you're just going to dribble – air out of the ball well you're mac mcclung and you're stuck in the g league putting up cool stats and everyone's like why why is he not up in the nba it's like well because he can't play with nba players so i thought there was some
0: a lot of weird stuff with his scoring and, and you did a great job capturing it like he turns basically everything he can into a post up against smaller players and because of that we kind of mentioned the one to three spectrum Pickett will fall more on the one line. I think when drafted, he's going to be looked at as more of a point guard, like a plus sized point guard, which I do think is valuable. Something I've noted, like when talking about specifically, like, you know, back of draft UDFA guys, is that if you're 6'4 and have a semblance of a chance to play backup point guard, that's more valuable than like good, efficient 5'11, six foot guys, because those players just have a tougher time surviving on any minutes in the NBA. Um, much less kind of, you know, real legit backup minutes. Uh, so, Pickett will have a a, a a solid, you know, jump up there. He's going to have to get that post-up shit out of his game. Like, it's just not going to – that just does not happen. Like, in the NBA, you don't really see guards turn, um, turn pick-and-rolls into post-ups very often. It's just not something that happens. I will say, at the very least, it's not just like – Straight up, like they're running post up plays for him necessarily. It's just that if he doesn't create an advantage with the screen, he is going to turn into a post up. What I will say is that I actually do like how he used screens. I think he's overall, and we'll talk about the passing in a little bit, like a solid pick and roll operator. He has he he's slow, but he does still kind of have like that pace to his game. You know, not in the Jalen Hushfino just slow all the time sense, and more of the I mean, he's great at like little crab dribbles. He, um, you know, mixes in hezies and, and kind of these hard setup moves pretty well. Plays out of a triple threat well. Kind of classic point guard stuff there. Um, and his touch, like, on middies is legitimately great. Like, um, it's funny, his jumper's so weird. He does not get very much lift at all. And the arc is super flat, which is part of why I think it's a little more conducive to mid-rangers than, than outside shots. He did only take... three-pointers per game so that 38% number is good but he's only a career 35.5% three-point shooter and he doesn't really take many ever he only had a five he only took 5.4 one hundred possessions this year so I'm not sure I buy him as like a great outside shooter I think what you're hoping from him is that he can score enough for himself in the mid-range to be taken seriously by backup bigs and have them have to step out a little bit uh, you know, backup guards aren't going to be able to handle him strength wise and he can kind of get into the lane and then he's going to play make for others. So, Coop, how do you feel about his his kind of passing and playmaking?
1: Um, I like the basic reads. Um, I think like, oh, he, he gets into like a post up and then he draws a second and then he makes a nice little kick out. The problem is that on drives and as like a live dribble passer, he's a really slow reader of the floor. And he's kind of benefited by the fact that Penn State's off ball players are like really good and really good at knowing where to be. And he, so he has the extra half second, and the defense is like so confused that he has that time. Um, And he keeps his handle alive really well. So he's able to like afford to be a little bit slower. But I do worry that like you can't be a slow reader of the floor out of just like a normal drive. Or like uh, the one that really stood out to me is he comes out of a Nash dribble. And I think it's Andrew Funk sprinting as hard as he can off of a curl into the corner. And he just like doesn't, it, it doesn't, he he is it directly in his line of sight. And it just doesn't make sense. Like he doesn't pass in the ball for like a solid two seconds after he gets wide open. Um, and I, I think they still get the points. But it's, it's really, I don't think NBA systems work like that. I don't think that you can afford to be that slow of a reader of the floor and still be a point guard uh when you're such a poor athlete.
0: Yeah, I I think like I actually do like his skip passes from above the break, but that's really it that I like about his passing. He's not a great kickout passer. He has some feel for like finding the role guy. If he gets I will say the big bites, the big steps up on like a fake miss, like uh, like a head fake at the mid-range or a hesitation and the big steps up, he does have pretty good feel for finding a big and Penn State did not have great bigs to play with him. Uh, You know, so that might open up more with like even NBA backup bigs who can catch a lob more or have better touchdown low, have better feel for like a, a deep seal. There is that in this game. He can kind of read the tag man too, like that stuff is all right, but in general, I'm with you. Like he's just not a super quick processor. He's a lot of pound the pound the air out of the ball. Set me a screen. Wait, I'm gonna try and make this one read. If it's not there, okay, I'll pivot and try and do some step through move or some throw it off the glass to myself or a little like hook shot loader. Step back, fade away, whatever the fuck he likes to do. Like after he's killed his dribble, but it's it's a lot of deliberate and I think that's kind of what a lot of people like about him like um is that he's so controlled he's so under you know playing at such a consistent strong pace that I think people really like that deliberateness but in the NBA things are just a little snappier like I I I struggle to think of many backup point guards who really play you know, like him. And obviously, you know, I don't like to get too into that, you know, scouting based on what's been successful, but I, I, when I'm scouting guards, I prefer guys who just are, are make quick reads or, you know, can, can, can operate in in multiple actions. And that's just not really who Pickett is. He's only going to take shots if he's, if he's wide open as a catch and shoot guy. So he kind of has to play with the ball and to make reads with the ball, He has to be in certain scenarios. It has to be, you know, middle or empty side ball screen. He has to have the time to keep someone on his back and, you know, try and get that big in the air, read the tag guy. Like there's just a lot of stuff that's up in the air there. So I'm not in love with it. Coop, is there any kind of redeeming stuff with Pickett as a defender? And then do you kind of want to just wrap up in general where you have him after that?
1: I'm not in love with the defense. Um, His help with the nail – is fine, but as like a wing defender, uh he kind of fake helps a lot. There's some like awesome moments as a shot blocker, uh, where he like rotates in and like blocks a nasty shot from you know the the uh the weak side or like even just out of nowhere but I don't really think that's that's the, like it's it's perfect timing. Uh I, I'm not the biggest fan of his defense, his man defense he gets beat his footwork isn't crazy uh the strength is all right i think maybe allows him to guard up but his footwork is like really 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 bad um so i think i'll probably end up with uh with pickett i'll have him at 66 uh in my my bottom tier tucked right above adam flagler um he's fine just not i i don't understand what his role at the next level looks like and he's not athletic or crafty enough to get rid of those concerns and I, like there, there's just like nothing there that i i super buy translating at the next level and there's nothing to yeah like i said to alleviate the concerns
0: yeah for me i have picket in uh what is a new tier for me because i wanted to separate all my undrafted guys from you know usually i just do like i have a top undrafted tier which are guys i would give two ways and then i have after that, I just split into positional breakdowns, but I decided I needed one more that's like guys I would de- I definitely want on my summer league and G League team to kind of like carry the load per se and 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 uh, uh, be that type of guy uh, because I want to keep them around even if I don't want to give them a two way and see how they develop. So that's where I have him. Is just that I I think there is some potential there with him to maybe be like a third guard. Uh, third point guard, I should say, not a third guard in terms of like a backup um, who plays like real minutes. Because I just don't think there's. I'm with you on the defense. Like he's a fine rotator, but he doesn't have the athleticism to make plays. He's strong, and that helps him guard some wings. But they almost never had him guard at the point of attack, which is notable to me because um, they were not a team that had other great point of attack defenders. Uh, so I just I have him right above Adam Kunkel and right below Drew Peterson um so that's kind of where i'm at let's move on to our next guy and this is we're gonna talk about two wsu guys in in the course of one week uh as people listen to this it'll be over the course of three days so uh you know good for that y'all uh justin powell justin powell is listed six six, two hundred 200 pounds i would say he's six i've stood next to him he's probably six five six six he's not like he 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 kind of looks smaller than that sometimes on the court for whatever reason. I think he just kind of plays small, uh, but he is a good six five six six two guard size. You would say he's a May ninth two thousand one birthday. He's twenty two years old, just recently turned twenty two. So his rookie season will be his age twenty two season. I think it's notable that he's basically you know nineteen months younger than Jalen Pickett in terms of talking about some of these guys. How has been on the on the radar for a long time. Uh, his freshman year at Auburn, he only played 10 total games. He started seven of them. This was the 2020 year. This was the Sharif Cooper year. Um, he looked really good throughout those first 10 games. People were talking about him as a potential first-round pick. He shot 44.2%, and he just dealt with concussion stuff throughout the whole year, and it just never really clicked. He went to Tennessee and only played 14 minutes a game. Uh, still shot it well, still shot it efficiently, but wasn't entrusted to do much. He transfers to WSU. Starts in all 34 games, plays 33.8 minutes per game. Um, Sort of brought in to be this point guard, which will color a lot of what we're talking about. Like, at least for me, because I've watched every single Justin Powell game like four or five times. He was brought in to be a point guard, but he's not a point guard. And he didn't really try to be a point guard for good and for bad, um, but he did average 10.4 points per game on 40.8, 42.6, 81.1 shooting splits, he shot worse. His field goal percentage is worse than his three point percentage, just to kind of give you like a a, a sense for, for how he shoots inside the arc. you got 3.9 boards, 2.8 assists, 0.7 steals, 0.2 blocks, uh, only one turnover a game. That's something that p- people know all the time. He had a three assist to turnover ratio, which I don't actually like. Like, I think turnovers are kind of good for potential creators but if you're talking about him as just someone who will execute off the ball maybe it's good that uh, he had a 17.1% assist rate to only a 19.2% turnover rate uh 55.6% true shooting on 16.2% usage um when i tell you that he was brought in to be a point guard and then you see that he only had a 16.2% usage i feel like for me that sets off red flags um because it was not how he was used in the offense. It's just that he he did not really, I mean, and WC fans talk about this all the time, just didn't really seem to have that kind of assertive bone in his body. Didn't really want to do any of that. Um, so that's just kind of a, a sense for things. Pal dumped it zero times this year. He had only a 12.4% free throw rate shot. 50% at the rim on only about 50 attempts and shot 29.4% on long twos on about 70 attempts, uh, but did shoot it well from the line, had a 9.8 uh, three-point uh, three rate, which is, you know, really good. Again, shot 42%, 42.6% from outside. Um, I will say also, I've never seen Justin Powell dunk. I've seen him practice. I watched him an hour before every game in warm-ups Everyone's done Dylan five, eight. Dylan Darling was dunking in warmups walk on shorter than me. Ben Olson was dunking in warmups and I've never seen six, six, Justin Powell dunk. He has zero dunks throughout the course of his college career. If you go watch high school highlights, I don't think he dunks in any of those. He's just not someone who ever dunks for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, take that how you will. Coop, how'd you feel about Justin Powell as like a scorer, shooter bucket getter type?
1: Well, I mean, he can really shoot. <laughs> um, that's the first thing. I mean, he, he can really shoot off the ball. Uh, he's great in catch and shoot. Uh, most of his jumpers were assisted, but he could still like create for himself a little bit, come off of a little screen, get to his own little jumper. It didn't happen a ton, but when he did do it, he had nice results. Um, crazy thing to me is the the other, the long two at 29.4% on yeah. it's way more than I thought, 70 attempts. Um, Maybe it's just something he didn't rep, uh, because I, I don't think the touch is bad, right? Like I don't think it's awful, um, but just an, a real ability to bomb from deep, and that's about it as far as NBA translation. Some of the, like there's some flashes as like a coming off a screen type of guy, um, where he can really pass the ball and like cross court skips and all that. But a- as a scorer, he's just really a shooter and I think that's why he's getting you know positive feedback enough from NBA teams to like come out is he's six foot six and every single indicator points to the fact that he can shoot the piss out of the ball off multiple alignments playing next to different players and uh, just doing a ton of stuff just as as a spacer so
0: I agree with everything you said there. I'm gonna out a little bit about the shot because he has such a weird form for uh for a like sharp shooting prospect. He has like so his hands start on both sides of the ball when he shoots it. His like he's kind of holding it like how you would. I think you hold it... like when you catch a football, do you catch it with two hands like that, like on each side of it? I don't know. He kind of holds it like that, where his hands are on each side of the ball, and then his hand, his right hand kind of rotates around behind it as he moves up with the shot. So he catches here. Usually like when I catch shot to shoot, my hand is behind the ball and my left hand is on the side of it. So I catch it and I'm kind of already there. Or if your right skin to it, you kind of start with your hand behind the ball. I do at least most people do, but he starts his hand on the side. And then as he shoots, he like his elbow pronates the whole way through. So he kind of gets this off, like off backspin with his right hand and the ball sort of comes up the left side of his of his face and it took me a little bit to put this together but it reminds me of lonzo ball lonzo ball in college now this was obviously way more exaggerated right because his was like way back behind his head it was a full flick but powell still has that same type of flick from the left side of his face it's just less exaggerated but that's the form his arm follows is that flick and then you kind of look at what his lower body does. Now, like, it's kind of the opposite in that Lonzo Ball had this super tight base, and he, like, jumped way forward when he shot. So he, like, and his body kind of did, like, was at this 90-degree angle. Powell is super straight up and down. He has a really wide base, and, like, his his lower body mechanics are so consistent. Um he is like the elite shot prep guy for me towards the back end of this class. Of anyone we're gonna talk about, I think he has the best shot prep. Um, and just kind of that Corey Kispert-esque, always ready to shoot whenever he catches, uh, can hit it from range. Um, I don't think he's like a movement guy because he's all about sort of um his footwork. His he has to have certain types of footwork down to really hit the shot, I think. Um, and you never see him just bombing away off the movement. Uh But I I think there's enough there to kind of build like a really plus shooter out of. He can hit it off the dribble occasionally, but I mentioned that footwork thing and like rhythm is huge for him. Uh, I was shocked to see that two-point number because when I just watched him, and like I said, I watched him a ton this year, he kind of looked like a pretty good mid-range scorer. Like he would take pull-ups and step-backs and you're like, okay, okay. Like I watched the Baylor game again for this and... He had a couple, like he had one that he hit like right over Keontae George where he did like this little, like a jab step, left cross, step back to his left in the mid range and hit it. And it's like, okay, I, I see that. But then you look at the number and some of that's floaters. Some of that is like, he did get the flaming bag. Sometimes it was either him or TJ Bomba got the flaming bag a lot. Um, but I also just think that he doesn't have the rhythm to do that. And then he cannot get to the rim at all. Like he is he is up there for like worst, like traditional basketball athlete in this class in terms of guards and wings. Like we'll talk about the defense later. I think it's a little actually better there, but in terms of top speed, he's super slow. Um, he has no burst. He cannot get to the rim and finish at all. Um, it's really just his shooting and you have to hope that he can hit some off the bounce. Um, Cause I don't think he's like a pure movement shooter, but there is a little bit of that, like Joe Harris, like type. And he is the type of guy where there's a world where he is just that good of a shooter that it, like, even just spot ups, that it, that that's enough to kind of build a solid career off of. Um, but let's talk about the playmaking. You mentioned you thought the passing was interesting. Do you want to walk us through what you, what you liked about his playmaking?
1: So there's a lot of flashes. Um, I mean, the turnover, the low turnover number, I do wish he would force the issue a little bit more, but he makes, like solid connective passes. Um, I really think he's like, his delivery is really good. I think that's a big reason why the turnover is kind of low. He can throw like the darts across the court sometimes where it's like, oh, comes off the the Mo Gay screen and I see the guy in the corner and it's just a laser. Um, I don't think like he can move the ball well on the perimeter. It's nothing like super duper fancy, but there are like The flashes of just like, oh, this is a guy who can like actually pass at an NBA level and make NBA level reads. It's just he's not putting himself in position to make those reads often enough to actually complete them. But when he does, it's like, oh, I'm getting downhill. Here's an awesome skip or a sick kick out. Uh, He just doesn't do it very much because he'd rather just shoot and he's better at shooting. And I guess that's fine (laughs) because he's a, you know, he's a two guard who leans more as a three. Or just like as a shooting specialist, but uh, you know, with some like extra skills there, uh, you, you know, you just rather see him be more of a one who can because the passing itself is is great, just not aggressive. He's not forcing the issue, and you have to if you're a point guard.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, he projects really well as like a connective passer, right? Like he. Um, is a pretty quick decision maker, I would say. Not elite, but pretty quick. And and uh, the ball kind of he, he can sometimes do the pound the dribble up the ball, but not always. And he's just generally making the right read, um, which you know is evidenced by the the assist turnover. He does have like a really frustrating um, aversion to throwing any type of difficult pass. Like like there are times where Gay has a slight step on the roll on the roll. And he could throw a lob or he could try and throw it over the top, but it's risky. Like it might not get there. The dig might beat uh might be gay to the spot. And so he just won't throw it. And while there is some value to that, I prefer my passers to have a little bit more like, fuck you, I trust my guy. I trust that I'm gonna that this pass is gonna get there. Like if it would work, it it's two points. If it doesn't work, it's a turnover, and we're gonna play defense, and that's fine. I'll figure that out. He just doesn't have that at all. He is very risk averse and that's really in every part of his game that's in his um in his uh scoring as well like he won't take tough shots unless he absolutely has to or the rhythm is completely perfect he just is not a guy who who puts himself in bad spots and and that's for good and for bad there's there's issues there but there's some good stuff there um i want transitions to the defense before we wrap powell up i think it's actually pretty solid like He's not a playmaker. He doesn't have that athleticism uh, to to make plays. Um, but you know, a one point two steel steel rate is like that's passable. He had a one point five block rate at Tennessee. Obviously, he only played like fifteen minutes a game for Tennessee. But you know, kind of funny. Um, but like he, he he is that feels does translate. He's a good rotator. WSU runs a scheme where they're kind of all about running the opponent off the line. So that'll make some of his closeouts look bad, but he tends to execute well there. Like I I think he's pretty good at sliding side to side. The screen nav isn't great, but it's not horrible. He's solid in recovery. My biggest issue with his defense is uh, like part of it is the lack of like great, like he's not a stopper. He's not an elite playmaker. And it's also just that he kind of, I, I think there's a motor. I have some motor concerns in general. Like, I think that's some of the risk aversion. Like, I think it translates to motor stuff on defense where just he's not always playing super hard. He's not trying to make, like, the most advantageous rotation. He's never just, like, out of it. He's never just, like, standing still and getting back cut or uh, just completely dying on a screen and falling out of a play. But he's not making that extra effort either. And that stuff kind of worries me. But for the most part, I think he's a, a fine defender, how do you feel about him defensively? And then if you want to give us where you ranked him as well, that would be great.
1: Yeah, I don't really have a ton to add. He's fine defensively, especially for his athleticism. I wish he was more of a playmaker. He is 6'6", even at like four athleticism. I would like to see more use there. I, I don't think the wingspan's super long, so can't fault him too much. Um, I mean, I have him in my, uh, in my guys who are fine tier. Um, I have him right below X Coog FA FA a boogity. Did I did I get that right? Uh and right above Omax. Um, I think at a certain point you want to bring a guy like Justin Powell into you know summer league, into training camp, whatever, see if you can unlock the connective passing and just use him as a shooter and see if you can, you know, the defense is passable enough to maybe <laughs> be like a you know NBA player. I worry about the athleticism, but I think if you can just get enough out of him offensively and to where he's not a disaster defensively, that's a pretty solid like back end of the rotation player. And and I think he can really shoot and, and earn some minutes that way early on. So uh, I I like Powell.
0: Yeah, no, I, I think that's that's where I'm at too. I have him in my. I think I would give him a two-way. I really didn't expect that, like, having watched him all year. And, and like, there were times I was re- – like, as a WSU fan, he was really frustrating. You're just begging him to, like, be more aggressive, get to the get to the rim a little bit. Like, but then you go back and you watch him in the context of the draft. And, yeah, he only averaged 10 points. I get that. But, one, there is such a lack of, like, anyone below the age of 23 and 24 at the back end of this draft like it is a it is a fucking disaster it is so full of most of the guys we're talking about today are at least 23 and a lot of them are 25 like they're just like this draft is elderly because NIL's keeping NIL plus the fifth year was keeping dudes in 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 college longer and Powell is you know he's 22 he'll be 22 his whole rookie year he can really shoot the ball. He's a good decision maker. Like it's like you said, like, is he like, do I see like starter potential? Probably not, but I could see him being a pretty good regular season player, like just connector type sharpshooter who can play the two or the three. Like, yeah, sign me up. He'd be fucking great with uh, another redheaded shooter in Sacramento. So um, that's kind of where I'm at. We're going to talk about Ben Shepard. Shepard has seen like a late rise, uh, through the, the the process um as someone from you know a mid-major conference who was good like good as a, as a junior but wasn't really super on my radar shot the fucking cover off the ball this year really blew up um he is six um 6'6 190 he's from Atlanta two straight guys we're talking about from Atlanta by the way shout out um he's a July 16th 2001 birthday so um Turns just turned twenty two. I don't know why he still listed at twenty one. Oh wait, no, July sixteenth. I'm done. We'll turn we'll turn uh twenty two in about a month. Uh, so he's like two months younger than than Justin Powell. So pretty young. Um, he played all four years at Belmont. Uh, started basically, you know almost all his games since his sophomore year uh averaged this season as a senior averaged 18.8 points per game on 47.5 41.5 68 shooting splits um grabbed 5.2 rebounds 2.9 assists 1.4 steals uh basically 0.2 blocks 2.2 turnovers um had a 0.5 block rate 2.3 steal rate uh 11.9 turnover rate 6 basically 17 percent assist rate true shooting is pretty good. He dunked only six times this year. That's kind of worrying for me for someone who played in the Ohio Valley Conference. Um, I wish I could pull up how much like Dylan Wendler dunked, but I believe it was more than six times. Um, But he did shoot 60.8% on close twos, 38.5% on far twos. Um, I give that 69.4% from uh, the free throw line is the one thing that stands out. The volume is not bad there. He has been historically... Pretty poor free throw shooter, uh, sixty nine point six percent on his career. Only one year above seventy percent, so bit of a worry there. But he's such a good outside shooter that you almost want to discount that because he shot uh, forty one point six percent this year on ten point three attempts per one hundred possessions. So, Coop, let's
1: start again with the scoring. How do you feel about Shepard as a scorer? I mean, he's he's pretty nice with it, I, I guess, <laughs> for like a six six guy. Uh, just for the record, Dylan Windler did dunk 28 times his senior year as a six, seven, like four man. Uh, in, in the Ohio Valley Conference, I believe he played as the three for that Belmont team. Uh, uh, he's listed on uh, on Bard as a stretch four, but uh, basically, I, the same thing. yeah, fair enough. fair enough.
0: He, he, yeah. ruled. I love, I. I loved Dylan Winmore. I think I had him like fifteenth on my board. But anyways, Dude, that,
1: that is that is that is the most Bryce thing of all time. Having Dylan Windler at fifteen, a young Bryce, I should say, just being obsessed with a white shooter from the from the Ohio Valley Conference. Ohio guy, top thirty, baby. Let's go. Yeah, Ohio guy. Oh, what a deep cut. Um, I like my my biggest issue with the sh- like the the numbers are great. I think he can really get, I mean, other than like the free throw number, obviously, which is worrying and kind of like brings me to my big worry is that his touch isn't like incredible when he's like at, at, at any point. I, th- I think he's kind of like a super structured guy. He's really nice at like one, two, pull up MIDI and like pre planning and predetermining like, hey, I'm going to come off of this screen. And I'm going to get right to the open mid range. Or I'm going to step back and get right to the open mid range. And he's worked on that exact step back over and over and over. And he's drilled it and drilled it and drilled it. And he's really good at it. Uh, He just doesn't like have a ton of counters to when that doesn't work. the handle's kind of loose. Uh, And I just worry that like, I, I don't think that you can predetermine like that at an NBA level as a guy who just scores right like I, I don't think that can be your your entire thing especially if you're not like an insane touch scorer right who can get to the rim deal with contact and like throw something up like he mainly it to me in the in the film i watched that 61% at the rim is mostly just the fact that he's bigger and cutting right and i think he's a solid off ball mover and like off ball screener and and he does a lot of stuff off the ball but that number isn't like oh, I'm a great finisher. Once I get into the teeth of the defense, it's like, oh, I I can move around a little bit. And we have a playmaking big who can hit me on back doors. And once I'm there, it's like, well, I'm 6'6", and I'm just going to go over you.
0: So this might go long. I have a lot to say with him as as a scorer. Um, One, you mentioned the back cuts. He back cuts every fucking play. Like, I I don't know if people have called him a good cutter. I honestly haven't seen that. I I know people there are people who like him and have posted about him, um, but I haven't really seen a ton of that. Uh but if anyone calls him a good cutter, he's not a good cutter. He's just always cutting whether it makes sense to or not. Like he will back cut. Empty side, about to run a DHO. Actually, I'm going to back cut. Uh you're not even looking at me. Well, let me back cut really fast. It's it's a, such a constant thing. It's so weird. He is a fine finisher on those back cuts. I, I will say, like, like I mentioned, he shot 60.8% on close twos on about 150 50 attempts. That's a pretty good number. A lot of those to me seemed assisted. I don't have the exact assisted versus unassisted stuff, but a lot of those in the tape I watched were assisted. Um, and it's a lot of back cuts. It's a lot of the OVC. The OVC is not a bad league. The OVC has a lot of teams that are good, that are fun to watch. They tend to be good shooting teams, good offensive teams. What the OEC does not have are high-level rim protectors um, or even, like, competent rim protectors, honestly. And you can kind of tell that watching his tape. And yet he still does a lot of weird things. His finishing is so weird because whenever he's attacking off the dribble, he will not take a dribble past the elbow. He is going to pick up, and he's going to do, like, these weird load-off twos. And he he tries to do, like, these George Gervin finger rolls from, like, outside the lane it's so weird um i'm trying to put i'm trying to find like like what how i put it in my notes but he is so he he never is actually getting to the rim and finishing a lot of his at rim finishes are layups from floater range it's so kind of like it's hard to explain without clips but he is loading off of two and trying to kind of take off way outside the lane and do like these weird up and unders or extension finishes, or like I said, like finger rolls because there's no big back there. And it's so easy to see that just like absolutely dying against NBA, NBA caliber defense defenses. Like it's just, I just don't think that will translate at all. I would go so far as to say, I expect him to be an awful finisher in the NBA uh, early in his career. Now I will say, finishing is maybe the most single most improvable skill in my opinion i just think guys learn how to get craftier as they get older like it's uh co- consistently if you look at like nba trends most rookies are bad finishers because they're not used to nba caliber rim protection and then over the course of their career they get better at it like it's just kind of how it goes even bad finishers get better as finishers it's one of those skills that kind of goes up and then goes down you know it's not like shooting or rebounding where it seems pretty stagnant um, but I expect him to be a pretty bad finisher without some major changes. And there's also just some weird to me, biomechanic stuff where he does not really vary his stride lengths well on drives at all. Um, and he really can't vary anything he's doing when he's dribbling. After he picks up the ball, he can do a little bit more. He, he likes to do these like hard one dribble and then bend his, uh, bent his body to get his uh, shoulder to the defender's hip and try and like bend around them which I like that like I think that's interesting but it never it doesn't really work consistently and he just there's some weird lower body stuff that I can't quite explain I didn't have the time to go like super in-depth on but I I I worry about him as a finisher kind of a slasher the shot I'm with you like it looks good it's so it's so structured it needs to be a one-two it needs to um be with space like he can't just he's not bombing at all if there's a closeout even kind of coming he's not going to shoot it he played with good passers guys who could draw the defense a little bit Belmont's just a good offense that used him well like they're they're fucking well coached like that Belmont team is fun I liked watching him I think he's the beneficiary more than he's the driver of their good offense um and I I don't really buy him translating to as like a Any type of movement shooter, any type of, you know, like anything other than spot ups, I don't really see as like high volume. You mentioned like a one-two pull up. okay, but whenever he's stepping back, whenever there's a good contest there, he looks super, super uncomfortable. So I kind of come across pretty out on him as a scorer. Coop, was there anything more there with the playmaking or is that pretty, you know, is he kind of in that Justin Powell camp of mostly just an off ball shooter? Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, he, he moves the ball. All right. But he's, he's kind of just an off ball shooter to me. He doesn't like, he, he can run some pick and roll and specifically he can hit the big a little bit when he like rolls pretty hard, but he's not doing anything super advanced. Um, especially it's mainly just the handle. Like he tries to hit like a move and get around a guy and the, the ball is just like gone. Right. Like it, it, uh, he's it's really worrying um i I think he's fine in a straight line as a driver and and he can like sometimes make some cool interior passes but i really just don't think he he's anything like he's kind of billed as this like superstar scorer on the offensive end and and i just don't really think that's him
0: i i am with you for the most part with his passing i don't think there's anything there he jump passes all the time that shit drives me absolutely fucking nuts you're not almond thompson stop doing it Um, I, I hate, I hate, I just hate jump passing. Like if, if you're not really good, if you're not like top one percentile jump passer, don't jump pass. That's my Tyrese Halberd can get away with it. Ahmed Thompson can get away with it. Ben Shepard, you cannot get away with it. You are not escaping my ire. Um, he's a good ball mover. I think the one thing I really like, and this isn't really playmaking, this is more scoring, but as much as the back cutting doesn't feel instinctive to me. He is constantly moving. I love that he like his stamina seems great. He seems well conditioned. Like he is nonstop moving. He can definitely tire some guys out in that way. And that's something I think is a real positive. That's part of how he gets so many open looks, despite not being a bomber. Again, like I mentioned, he had a 10.3 free th- uh three-point rate because he's just like non-stop moving, guys will just lose track of him. Uh, so I think that I think that matters, I think that's important. Um, but I, I don't think there's a ton else there. As you transition to the defense, this will wrap up a lot of how I felt about the playmaking. I mentioned the rhythm scoring. There's another guy later that we're going to talk about today who has the same issue. But Shepard feels very much like a learned basketball player rather than a natural one. Now, he's super smart. Like, he he clearly has, like, like good – he's clearly learned the game well, but it's still learned. He really lacks those natural instincts. I think that's – a constant with him as a uh as a defender as well. Like his 2.3 steal rate is almost entirely just cuz he's the better athlete than a lot of OBC guys. Um he can cover ground all right. Like he's he's pretty fast. He's not super explosive at all. Like the first step is not good. Um the the explosion at the rim is pretty bad, but like he is very fast and he can cover ground well. Um that 0. 0.5 block rate I think is worrying. Uh he doesn't make many ro- low man rotations. It's not like Belmont had some scheme where they were trying to funnel everyone to their rim protector. They didn't have one. They, their, their center was some six, seven white guy. I'm pretty sure. Um, and let's not to say like, like, I, I think he's a fine defender, but his rotations, his instincts, like if it's just like, I'm going to tag the role or I'm going to, you know, they're, they're doubling, you know, in, in the mid post. So I'm going to rotate over. He's good at that stuff. What he's not good at is, Oh, someone attacked a closeout, and now I have to decide whether I'm going to go help, and my teammate's going to be there for the x out, or he's going to help, and I'm going to be there for the x out. That's what he struggles with. The natural basketball instinct stuff doesn't feel there for me with him defensively, and that kind of worries me. Often, like, and then on the ball, like he's okay. He's not a stopper. He's a little too skinny to guard like the biggest wings, and I think. His footwork is pretty mediocre. He can struggle with screens at times. But in, in general, I think he's a fine
1: defender, but not a particularly good one. Coop. I thought the screen nav was, was kind of shitty. Uh he just kind of slams into screens pretty hard. And uh, he's super weak against drivers. Guys just kind of like put their shoulders into him. And it's like, man, I, I get it. You're like a six-six skinny boy, but you're still playing in in the in, you know at Belmont like uh there's some really bad timed gambles and it's like he he's almost like a half second behind and if he was like 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 he talked about he's kind of learned and if he was more instinctual it's like that's an easy steal every single time but he's like not he's just not there he has the athleticism to get it in the length and the size he's just he has to process everything um I mean guys just I, I just worry about how often guys get into his chest and just completely fling him out of a play especially if your screen nav is going to be poor you have to at least be able to do something as like a point of attack defender as a wing because there are so many good wing size ball handlers in the NBA and I just don't think Shepard does anything as a point of attack defender uh, the, the off ball stuff I, I think his positioning is good he like knows how to rotate he knows how to like do all this stuff like you said i think it is all learned but i just uh you can't only survive with off-ball defense especially if you're not like crazy instinctual robert covington level um and and be like a poor man defender who can't navigate screens like it's just not plausible yeah, and that just takes us to where we have
0: him. And for me, I have Shepard in my summer league guarantees tier. This is a, these are guys who I really want on my summer league team. I want them to kind of in that new tier that I mentioned with uh, with um, the first guy we talked about, Jalen Pickett. Like, he's right there. It's a guy who I want in my system, but I don't want to give an NBA contract to or even a two-way contract to. Uh, just not what I'm looking for. Uh, Coop, where are you at with, with uh, Shepard?
1: I have him in my maybe a guy tier uh, sandwiched between Suley Boom and Jalen Clark. It's so right at 60 uh, in, you know, a tier above Pickett and uh two, two, three tiers below Powell. Someone I like, but I'm not going to like be begging him to come play for our, our summer league team or anything. He's he's fine.
0: Yep, I think that's fair. Let's move on to someone who is really, inf- this is maybe, I would say the second most like interesting hardest to peg guy we're going to talk about um and that's omari moore mari moore is 6'6 he's a september 18th 2000 birthday so he'll turn 23 before the start of his rookie season his rookie season will be his age 23 season in four years at san jose state he started just about every damn game of his career as a senior he averaged 17.4 points per game on 42.9 33.8 75.8 shooting splits he grabbed 4.7 boards through 4.8 assists uh 0.7 steals, 0.7 blocks, uh, 2.6 turnovers. Um, he had a 29.9% assist rate to a 13.5% turnover rate, 1.2% steal rate, 2.1% block rate, 28.04 usage, 52.5 true shooting. He dunked it 13 times this year, shot 56.9% on close twos, 20 28.9% on far twos, and he did have, it like, He shot only 33.8% from deep, but he took 9.9 per 100 possessions. This is definitely someone who leads more to the point guard on the point guard, small forward, um, like spectrum, especially as we're talking about, um, you know, how he played at the college level projecting wise, we'll talk about it. Maybe a little different, but he was the point guard for San Jose state and he was two years in a row, uh, during his junior season he had a 30.1 percent assist rate to a 24.1 turnover rate so it's nice that his assist rate was basically the same two years in a row but his turnover rate basically cut in half that's that's solid that's good development um you know he is a legit 6'6". like he is a tall he's a tall boy to be playing point guard in the mountain West um let's talk about his scoring I thought his scoring was pretty mediocre to be honest. I just did not think there was a ton there. He is a good athlete. I kind of expected him to be a, if you just watch his highlights, if you just watch his dunks, you're like, oh, this dude is a high flyer. Cause at least five of his 13 dunks this year, or uh, yeah, of his 13 dunks this year were like posters were him jumping over dudes and cranking that thing. But he's only like that if he has a run-up. He's a great, like, transition athlete, right? Or if if you close out too hard and he has the whole three-point line to load up, he's great. But in the confines of a pick-and-roll, he's not very quick twitch. He's very, when he's, like, running a pick-and-roll, he likes to play really deliberately. Um, And because of that, he's not super explosive near the rim. And that's a big reason why he only shot 56.9% there. Now, that's not an awful number, especially, you know, if, if he ranks amongst guards, Like that's a pretty solid number, but he's not particularly effective there to me. He is going for these like long loopy extension finishes. He's not really, he's not super crafty in terms of like mixing in Euro steps or weird pickups or, you know, anything like that. Uh, His free throw rate was only 24.8 because again, he's just not really putting that type of pressure on the rim in the way I kind of hoped and thought just by watching the highlights. Um, but I do think that, like, there's something kind of weird there with just his his ability to actually run a pick and roll when he is in transition. San Jose State did not run very much. But when he is in trans- transition, he's deadly. He's super fast. Um, and then he took a lot, like, his jumper, and I don't have the synergy numbers on this, but his jumper, to me, looked much better off the dribble than it did off the catch. He looks super uncomfortable off the catch, but then you watch him take some of his off-the-dribble threes. He's taking... Like those, like my favorite move, the the tween, like left to right, and then step back towards your left immediately before you dribble with your right hand. He had a couple of those. He has some hard right to left step backs where it's just like he's stutter rip to his left, step back to or step back to that left and shoot it. Like he has some real rhythm, some real kind of funk to him, creating for himself off the dribble. Can that translate to catch and shoots? Is there some more development to be had there outside of San Jose State? Maybe it's sort of weird. Coop, how'd you feel about more as a scorer
1: and how do you think it translates to the next level? I mean, the funkiest stuff is, I mean, the catch and shoot or the the off the dribble jumper, which is like, I mean, the flashes are crazy. Uh, the percentages weren't insane. I do wish we had the synergy numbers, um, but Stone is the only one who I think can log in and get those and he's not here. But I mean, the 33.8% from deep, kind of worrying. Um, and the 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 catch and shoot, unless he's like really stepping into it, I think looks kind of like when he's like taking a big step, like, Oh, let me catch it far. Take a step in. I think it looks nice then. But uh, my favorite thing, I, I I agree with you where it's like the highlight reel makes him look like a crazy athlete, but he's quick. And I, I think the burst is solid. He mostly has to like, kind of like back up a little bit and then explode forward. But I really like his, his pace in the pick and roll and his ability to like play with his steps, like his stride length, he can get really long and cover a ton of ground, or he can like chop them up a little bit. He's not like, there's basically no, uh, you know, left, right wiggle, but his North South, like speed, like how he plays with his own speed and, and all that kind of stuff and there's a little bit of pickup stuff where sometimes he'll pick up a little bit lower a little bit higher but he's not like scoot henderson let me go way under and then way over and then like all that kind of stuff there's not a ton of craft there but he's solidly athletic and 6-6 um and his ball security is pretty good especially on like straight line drives um and and i like you know i, I mean There's like the footwork is solid. He has some moments where it's like, oh, I'm trapped. Let me use my footwork to get out of here and at least create a shot. It's not always the best shot. I don't think the touch is crazy, but he's solid. He can get to the rim and, and usually get a shot up and not force like something terrible off the glass.
0: There's something to be said for just being able to get to the rim, right? Even if he's not great at converting on it yet. And as we transition to the playmaking, I think he's a pretty great passer off of his rim pressure. Uh, I don't think he is a great high level passer in terms of his vision, but he is good at capitalizing on what the defense gives him and what he's able to manufacture. I think he's a very good kickout passer. um, And I like that he doesn't. An issue. So, so I watched Amari Moore last year quite a bit because I wanted him to transfer to WSU. Right, that was like a whole thing for me. I wrote a whole thing about it. Um, and he really struggled with when he was driving, and he kind of got baseline. He always wanted to throw the corner pass. Well, defenses started to sit on that, and he couldn't quite adjust, or he would, you know, not really read that guy, try and throw to the guy above the break, and the pass would be off the line, or the guy would jump it. But he really developed that. He kind of fixed that in his game, and. That's something I like to see. I like to see a guy make that jump. And and maybe it's bad that it took him a whole year. I don't know. Uh honestly, I I don't have a ton of feel for how that um for how that develops. But I, I think that uh I, I think it's good that it did at the very least. And and in general, I just like his ability to get to the rim, uh, and he could do this by blowing by guys, playing off the ball. If you get him in a mood like San Jose State did not have him in, like, a movement scheme at all. But I can imagine him, like, attacking off a DHO and just being absolutely deadly. Because when he gets to his top speed, he is super fast. Um, Probably the second fastest guy we're going to talk about today in terms of top speed. Um, I think that his his ability to – they're not always, like, live dribble in that, like, he's, like, throwing these, like, hard one-handed skips. But they're live dribble in the sense that he doesn't have to, like, jump stop and pivot and make that type of read like he can make reads off the dribble he has really great feel for if the defense goes over and he's he kind of put you mentioned that pace he wants to crab dribble he wants to do something the big engages making that quick dump off or that quick lob and like he played with like a six seven big who is not a great like leaper like it's pretty easy for me to see you know if that's charles Bediaco there standing in the dunker spot instead of sage Tolbert the third that dump, that lob is going to be there. And if they're tagging hard off that, he can see that corner skip. If they're covering the corner and they, they want to try and X out, he can make that play and get the defense in rotation. So I think that's a really good base to build on. Coop, do you have anything else on the offense before we transition
1: to the defense? And if not, do you want to transition us to the defense? Uh, no, I mean, he's just like a good live dribble passer as well, like specifically with the push pass, but he can like hit a whole bunch of passes with a live dribble and without picking up his dribble and and stopping his entire, you know, possession. Uh, He like, sometimes he'll do it. And, you know, it's not always like he has good footwork. So it's not always like the end of the world when he picks up his, his dribble and he's got some craft, uh, but specifically on the defensive end, I mean, we can, we can move over to there. I think he's a pretty solid like rotation around the rim guy, the 2.1 block percent, not crazy, but he did, he was a guard. (laughs) <laughs> right, uh, I, I do think he can at least give you a little something around the rim uh, his screen nav kind of poopy uh, for a guy who played a lot of guards and, and he couldn't, like his footwork wasn't crazy so he would get beat sometimes but he was always fighting in recovery he was staying on guys hips he was like fighting uh, to make sure that he wasn't getting killed but uh, he's not crazy I don't think he's like this switchable 6'6", Swiss army knife guard, you know, who's really a wing defensively. I, I think he can do some of that stuff, but the man defense is worryingly bad and the, the off ball isn't like crazy, crazy. Uh, and it's, it's tough to kind of make a living doing that. I, you know, he can switch a little bit and that's good, especially against bigger, stronger guys, but I don't think he's like a guard defender at all at the NBA level.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to get funky with him creatively or, or uh, positionally. And that kind of takes me to my final thoughts on him. I think he's worth a bet as like he's in my top UDFA tier, which actually has him ranked at like 57 on my board. Um, And I think he's worth a bet just because a six six guy who I think can legitimately get to the rim is a good thing. Like to have that on your team is good and teams should have more of that. But I do have some worries about just, like, what he is positionally, because I thought the point of attack defense was really bad. I don't think he is particularly, you know, particularly instinctual on that. And he's not bad, but he's just, like, okay. So you have to kind of play him with another guard probably or have, like, a weird backup unit. But at the same time, he's a good athlete. He can dribble. He can make plays. He can probably shoot a little bit. I I think that's worth betting on with a two way, you know, if it doesn't work out fine, most two ways don't, but if it does, like you're talking about a really valuable bench player, I think like upside for more is like, you know, a real bench creator, like an above average bench creator. And I want to take a bet on that guy. I honestly, like I'm even considering moving him into my draft ball range. I'm kind of struggling. He's either at 54 as my top UDFA guy above trace Jackson Davis, or at 54 as my last draftable guy below Amani bates
1: uh Coop. Uh, i'll have him in my like guys who are fine really want to bring in and in a two-way type tier um i'll i think i have him sandwiched i'm right above jaime jaquez and right below uh omax um i I think he like can do a lot of stuff that's pretty valuable he can get into the paint He can like really pass. I think there's a world where he can come off of DHOs and like be an off ball guy and kind of shoot off ball, especially if you get him like to his spot on the wing and like have him stepping into it or taking longer ones. I I think he's a solid cutter, solid off ball mover. There's a couple different roles for him. I do just worry that like, if the shot isn't good, he's probably not a guy. And I don't know, like the catch and shoot stuff is worrying. Um, (laughs) you know the 76.2 free throw percent all right on his highest you know a, attempts per per year but he's a career 69.2% free throw shooter for a guy who's kind of really relying on that to be something cuz i don't think he's going to be allowed to take a ton of off the dribble stuff at the nba level uh i just there's too many questions there for me to have him hire but like you said i, I think there's a world where he could really be something and and really contribute to to pretty solid nba nba teams
0: yeah, all right, let's move on to the next guy we're going to talk about, and that's Des Moines Hodge. Um, Hodge is a six-four, 180-pound two-guard, you would say. He's, he is, Hodge, just to spoil it, is the most two-guard of all the two-guards we're going to talk about. He is a shooting guard, and we're going to talk about, I have kind of a fun comparison. I know we don't do calls a ton, but someone who he reminds me of, we'll talk about that a little bit um he's a december 20th 1998 birthday sorry about your the proximity of your birthday to uh christmas my man i know you got those combined presents that must have sucked um but he's 24 years old already he will turn 25 during his rookie season uh meaning that his rookie season will be his age 25 season he's from the british virgin islands so that seems cool i'm i i don't really know the difference between the british virgin islands and the u.s virgin islands but you know um so i don't know they're not at least they're not extra right they're not extra virgin Uh, anyways uh
1: that was super horrible that was really bad uh
0: he started his career at state college of florida florida manatee sarasota um was good there obviously went to cleveland state spent two years at cleveland state was good there uh though the the shooting numbers were not as good as it turns out then he transferred to missouri honestly, when I saw he transferred to Missouri as someone who does some college basketball work, I was like, okay, so like, he's going to be like their eighth man. Nope. Started in 33 of 35 games, played 29 minutes per game, averaged 14.7 points per game on 47.7, uh, 40, 73.4 shooting splits, 3.9 rebounds, 1.6 assists, 2.6 steals, 0.5 blocks, 0.7, 0.8 turnovers, um, had a 62.6% true shooting, uh, a 10.5 assist rate to only a 6.2 turnover rate. That's that's part of what I'm talking about with he's a shooting guard. He, did ne- he never threw assists and he never turned the ball over. Had a 5.1% steal rate and a 2.1% block rate. Um, those are really great numbers. He dunked 16 times this year. I'm pretty sure all of them were in transition because uh, they played super fast. Um, shot only 17 total long twos uh which that's great like gotta love that uh they they uh they're not like they're not quite like Alabama where they didn't take like long twos because Dre Golston would take some long twos and Isaiah Mosley who uh clearly did not fit in there very well would take some long twos um but not Hodge he was Maury Ball he shot 71.7 percent on 106 close twos And again, I mentioned that 40% number on 253s. He had a 14.1 three-point rate. Uh, 14.1 three-pointers per 100. Just insane. Uh, Only a 21.2% free throw rate. Definitely a guy whose numbers paint him as an extreme player in a lot of different ways. Coop, how'd you feel about Hodge as a bucket getter?
1: I, I have to just come out and say it. I love Hodge. He is like exactly my kind of player as a like a second round pick. Um, So I I will warn you. This is going to be a fascinating conversation. Just to just to say, yeah, because you because you like inefficient shot shuckers, but it's okay. Um, I like he can come off of Dhos. He's super super quick. He has great timing as a cutter. Uh, He's constantly just moving around, and he has so much energy. Um, He's super confident in the jumper takes it from anywhere, you know, it, it is like an entirely uh, assisted, like 93% of his three-pointers were assisted, but that pretty much lines up with what he's going to do at the NBA level anyways. Um, I mean, he's just constantly fighting for the ball in 50-50 situations. He can cut, he can get into the lane. It's like coming off of a, you know, out of the corner, out, off of movement. Uh, he's not going to like drive and get his own or anything but I, I think at the next level he can you know attack closeouts uh do that kind of stuff he's a solid offensive rebounder just from like the eye the eye test uh the numbers don't really back me up but there's my biggest issue with the offensive rebounding is that there's too many moments where he just kind of like stands there and is like well if it comes to me it'll come to me but he doesn't like get back and like do transition defense so like when he does commit he's great but there's too many moments where he's just like standing there in, in offensive rebounding, no man's land. And that really pisses me off. Uh, new, new micro transgression unlocked that I, that I hate, but yeah, I, he's nice. He's more ball. He's efficient. He plays off ball uh, and he does what he's good at. And that's what you really want from a, you know, a second round player.
0: All right. Hater Hendricks coming in from the top rope. Um, I don't hate Hodge. He reminds me a lot of like Jalen Noel, uh, but minus the cool athleticism. Um, and what I mean by that is fast, is that Is He's that, is that a little speedster? What I mean by that is that Noel was a really good shooter who had good defensive numbers, but played in a fake defensive scheme, uh, because. Missouri did not play real defense. They did not do like real rotations. Now, I, I love that. Like I thought what Kevin did was awesome and it kind of worked. I mean, they were better than any Missouri team has been like my whole life. I think I can't remember when Missouri basketball was good before this, but um, anyways, they were fun. They were good. Uh, And it was all because they kind of played this gimmicky defense where it's all about steals. It's all about getting out on the break. They played super fast. I don't think he's a super versatile shooter. He is a very good shooter. But the track record there does kind of point to me that he's not like some truly nuclear shooter. No, he's always taken a ton. And I'm sure at Cleveland State, they were tough. I did not go back and watch any Cleveland State games. But he's not like an elite free throw shooter. Uh, he, he's never been. He's A lot of his shots are open. He, t- he takes a ton, but a lot of them are open transition shots because they were such a devastating transition team. Dre Golston and Kobe Brown are... For their fault, devastating transition players. You have to be back there at the rim, or they will score in transition if you don't get there at the rim. And because of that, and and also just like college coaches' general kind of what they do is they want their team to suck in and protect the pain and transition. Des Moy Hodge was open all the time and he hits those open shots. It's there's nothing wrong with being a guy who hits open shots, but as a he's 24 years old, I'm not super comfortable projecting like a ton of versatility onto him because i just haven't seen it he doesn't really take a ton off the dribble he doesn't really dribble much at all honestly like that's the major difference between him and Jalen noel is that noel like again for his faults noel is was a horrible nba player last year he might be good there's flashes but was like actively one of the worst players in the nba last year and this was like his fourth season in the league so you know take that for what you will but um Noel, like, could dribble. He could really put the ball on the deck and get to the rim. And he had, like, these hard crossovers. Des Moines doesn't really have that. He's more of a off-ball player. And he's a good off-ball player. His feel for getting open is legitimately great. Like, in transition, he knows when to get to the corner, when to stay above the break, when to trail the play, when to sprint to the rim and get to the other corner. Like, that stuff is great. I love that. That it's so – it's like textbook. This is what you want, like, all your players to do if you're a coach. But he's already, tw- like I said, he's already 24. He's turning 25 halfway through his rookie season. Like there's just not a ton there for me to latch onto other than he's a good off ball scorer who can hit open shots and is a fine finisher at the rim. Like he shot really well, but he did not take like a ton of contested layups. I don't think like it's, it's, it's a lot of pretty easy shots. And he has like a nice little, I, I call it an inverted Euro step where it's um like you fake, like you're going to right to left Euro and then you, like plant still and go back to your or yeah right to left but you plant and go back to your right hand instead which is like I kind of like that he he has some nice little slowdown moves but he's not like someone who's running much pick and roll he's not really a playmaker at all you know I have playmaking lists on the outline here there's just not a ton that I'm like super into in general with Hodge Coop do you want to tell me where I'm wrong and and then kind of wrap up where you have Hodge value-wise or just the your the rest of your thoughts because he sort of defies this outline I put out because he doesn't play make it all. And I mentioned how gimmicky the defense is. So just kind of give your, your scattered thoughts on, on Hodge and then
1: wrap them up. There's nothing I do better than scattered thoughts. Um, so I, the, 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 the playmaking, he moves the ball super quickly. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say he's like a super connected passer, but if he sees a closeout coming and he gets a kick out, the ball is like hopping instantly. He's got great delivery on those. And I think he's really like a good, like he reads the floor super well in transition. Um, I I think he's just, he's great. He does a lot of the small stuff that you want guys who are just off ball 6'4 guards to do. Um, Defensively, uh, he's not great at the point of attack. Like he's fine. He's not like a stopper though, that you kind of want him to be at like 6'4. But he's really good at just, Oh, I got I got screened really hard. Let me just fight, 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 fight. And then he like crazy closeout, tons of ground coverage. And then he has a like he can test a shot in the weak side corner after he got screened out on the opposite wing. Right. Like he he doesn't, I'm not like really able to judge like his proper instincts and like his his rotations and all that kind of stuff. And he's not great as like the low man but his ground coverage and just the tenacity on that end and how hard he plays. And just the, you know, a lot of guys die after getting screened out of a play. And that's, that's not Hodge. Hodge hustles. He fights back in. He will contest you from behind. He will bother you. He will make a rotation to, you know, an open shooter. He is not going to give up. And that is like something that I just adore as an evaluator is just, this guy gives a shit and is constantly moving, constantly hustling, uh, and 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 he's great. Even if he is, you know, AARP aged.
0: Yeah, I, I, you mentioned the hustle stuff, and, and for me, that kind of take like for where I have him. You mentioned you have him in your second round. I I can't get there, but I also can't get too low on him because like, and this is this is maybe dumb, but like he does just seem like he has that intangible like. I like this guy. It's hard not to like him, man. You watch him play, like, he clearly gives a shit. He's running hard. I mean, when he dunk, like, something I love and while, and there's a couple guys, like, I'll pre-shout out in case I forget, like, Tavion Kinsey also great at this. I can't help but love when I see dudes hype up their teammates, man. Like, it reminds me of, I saw this clip uh, the other day of James Harden like Kukocella has this block, and James Harden like goes up to him and, like is right in his ear, and he's yelling, "You're that motherfucker!" And it's like, I just I love that man. I love guys. Who that's get that's an iconic
1: clip, man. I love that's guys. From get, the yeah, playoffs back in the day, iconic.
0: Love guys who get like that, and like I think that stuff does matter a little bit. So I have him in my uh, Summer League guarantees. I have him right below Ben Shepard. I have those guys back to back, and I just think like, yeah, I want him on my on my summer league team on my Julie team um, because I just think there is, there's just something there. It's just, he's undersized for what he does, I think. And he's just not great at anything, but I, I it's hard not to like that kind of that, that, that sizzle and, and, and he has got mm-hmm. Serge abari rice. Now, fun little anecdote. I saw Serge abari rice in person when he was uh, at uh, New Mexico state because they came here Uh, to Pullman. And they won that game because I think it's Teddy Allen. I always get Teddy and Timmy mixed up. Teddy Allen went crazy. And like, I was like that guy, like that team is going to go on some type of run and they're going to be legit in March. And then they beat UConn in the first round that next year. And I felt very vindicated um, for that. Uh, But Rice is another ancient dude. He's Actually, born eight days after uh, eight, eight days after, uh, Des Moines Hodge. So shout, shout out Rice for, for that. Sorry again about your birthday being so close to Christmas. Uh, he's 24 years old. He'll turn 25 a couple months into his rookie year. His rookie season will be his age 25 season. He's listed at 6'4", 180. That seems about right. He spent five seasons at New Mexico State, including a redshirt year and then another year where he got redshirted because he was injured. Um, he was good there, but he was never like elite there. So I was kind of like when he transferred to Texas, I was like, that's an interesting move. Um, and he kind of blew up there. I believe he, I don't know if they do like a national six player, sixth man of the year for college basketball, but if they did, he would have won. He was the sixth man of the year in the big 12. Uh, he averaged 13 points per game on 46.4, 37.1, 86.3 shooting splits, grabbed 3.5 boards through two assists, uh, 0.9 steals, 0.3 blocks. 1.5 turnovers, uh, that's a 14.5% or 14.9% assist rate to a 12.5% turnover rate, 2% steal rate, 1.5% block rate, 61% true shooting. Um, He's like a bucket getter to the max. He also dunked six times this year, shot uh, 63.2% on close twos and 45.3% on long twos. Coop, how do you feel about uh, Rice as kind of a, a scorer and bucket getter?
1: Uh, he's kind of nice with it. Uh, low key. Uh, he could really shoot like the numbers like back to his sophomore season, just like scream. This guy can really shoot. He could his touch is really good. Like around the rim, a lot of his like other twos and, and at the rim are like the floater that he can kind of get to. Um, but he's just like, he's got some funk in the handle um he's got like a ton of little stuff that he can do he can attack closeouts um he just does a lot of like role player e type stuff really really well and like a pretty as, as a pretty athletic guy um he can move the ball he can shoot off catch and shoot he can one dribble pull up he can like drive and get to his floater he can change in midair do a whole bunch of different stuff uh draws free throws at a pretty solid rate i mean 38.1 he gets to the line a solid amount knocks him down i mean this year 86.3 percent at the line 80.1 percent career over five years of uh, of play time and i he's just good high touch can dribble can really shoot does some other stuff he's not like a crazy playmaker or anything i'm kind of mess up the outline here as i want to do but he can attack closeouts and do some stuff he can do stuff with the ball in his hands off ball just good all around and someone i'm you know like we talked to like with wendell moore last year i'm i'm far i'm heavily inclined to like these guys who are like just good at everything to some degree and and, and i i like Serge barry rice
0: yep Yep, I think that's all fair. Um I I think something that stays out to me uh, uh obviously people talk about that that fucking pump fake move. Um but in general I think his close out attacking is really good. Um he plays with pace uh in in, in the bad way, I would say. And that I just think he's kind of slow. Um but like it tends to work for him. He does a lot of these like where he dribbles and he kind of half turns, like he, like a lot of like half spin mixed in like I wouldn't call him a super complex handler like he doesn't he's not like pulling out like a ton of dribble moves but he's crafty in that like the moves he does have are really effective he's really good at like this little he does like this subtle little setup with like an in and out that he kind of glides into and then he hard plants his right foot and then goes behind the back. Um, and it's just like it really gets guys on their back foot because after an in and out and a rise, guys are kind of sitting. Oh, is he gonna shoot? Is he gonna try and you know, blow by me with like hard off his left foot? And he's like, nope, let me switch the pace, like just stuff like that. I think the floater looks pretty good when he gets to it. He he is like the master of like, oh, I accidentally killed my dribble in a bad spot. Well, I guess I'm gonna get fouled now. Um, he only had a uh, 38.1% free throw rate, it's not horrible, but. Not not a ton of that was like I'm gonna get all the way to the rim and like make this big foul me. It was a lot more. I'm in the mid range. I'll pick that. I'll pick the ball up. Oh shit! I shouldn't have picked the ball up. Well, I guess I'm gonna lean into you, or I'm gonna try and step around you, and, and somehow, some way, you're gonna foul me. You're just gonna do it, and it works. Um, but I will say that, like, I, I I don't I don't know how much of it I buy translating to a high enough level when I consider that I don't really like the playmaking, even at New Mexico State. He was not a point guard. Uh, he's never had like a super high assist rate without the turnover rate being equally as high. Um, he, the the handle does not really work in pick and roll as well. I don't think it works a lot more attacking off the catch um, or in like these kind of isolation setups. Like in pick and roll, I just feel like he has a lot less like learned craft there. And he's not so reactive as a handler or playmaker that it makes up for that like you can be really predeterminate if your predetermined moves are fucking incredible and in isolation his predetermined moves are really good he predetermines that i'm gonna hit you with that behind the back but it works because that behind the back is fucking good and it's tough to stop but in in pick and roll he doesn't really have those same types of predetermined moves that he loves and and he's kind of stuck a little bit and I think a lot of what has boosted his uh, his stock on draft Twitter is that he played really well at the PIT Combine. That's cool. That's great. You won MVP there? That's good for him. I didn't watch those games, and I don't really think those are particularly valuable scouting contexts. I, I feel the same way about the, the draft Combine games because it's like these guys have no time to learn scheme. They don't have time to get scouted or scout other guys You can just get hot from the fucking mid-range or from three. You know, if it supports my my agenda, Brandon Podziemski played well, great. But, you know, for the most part, like, I just just don't think those are particularly valuable scouting context. Unless it's just, like, this guy clearly looks like they don't belong. Like, if someone's just, like, so slow that they just, okay, this guy does not fuck athletically. Like, he's not going to work. You could tell that. Like... Dylan Jones is someone I was interested to watch at the combine. Actually, I watched one of the combine games that he played in and it's like, okay, he looks like he can handle himself athletically. He might be a guy because when you play in the mountain West, you don't know, but I didn't have those worries with rice. Cause he played in the best conference that college basketball has seen in a decade. Like the big 12 was insane this year and he was fine in that. So I just don't, I don't know. I just don't love his game in general. If we want to transition to the defense a little bit, it's fine. You mentioned like, he's kind of good at everything, but he's not great at anything. And I don't think he's good at everything in a way that's, like, really good at everything. He seems like, to me, someone who is going to be a really good overseas player, like a really good overseas player, whose game just does not scream NBA at all. Like, I could see him being, like, you know, one of the best players in the EuroLeague, uh, as, as crazy as that might sound. Now, the worry with that is he's already 25. Is this just him? Is he just cooked? Like, his best year at New Mexico State, he averaged 13 points per game, and that was the year he got injured. And then didn't play anymore. Like, so he only played half the season. That might have dropped. Like, there's just not a ton there that I that I love, honestly. So for me, with with um with <laughs> is rice cooked. God damn it. Um, with where I have him, I have him in my uh best of the rest guards group, which is gonna seem extreme. Um, but I just I I have him at the top of that tier, right below or, or right above Jamarius Burton and Adam Flagler. Um but there's just not a ton that I that I actually really love there, and I'm just I'm just kind of out on him as as a, a real NBA prospect. But I'd probably give him a summer league invite, uh, maybe stick him in the G League. But honestly, I think it'd be better for him to just go overseas
1: earlier and find a place to stick over there. Uh, Coop, uh, just one last note on the defense. Uh, I he is a pain in the ass to play against. Um, like he is just really fucking annoying <laughs> as a defender. Uh, he's going to bug the ball handler he's going to be an irritant even if he's not like great i think he's like a pest and that's another thing i just love um so i i agree with with everything you said i just think Sergei Bari rice uh is everything that i want my my maybe i know i i kind of get you know i i get very into my my do-it-all wings but i i have met at, at 47 uh, right, right above O'Max and right below Justin Powell, he's nice. He does everything. And if one of those things ends up being very real, then he's a guy. And if one of if nothing ends up being super real, he's he's not a guy. And that's why you give him a two way and you see if any of it's real. And if it's not, it's not the end of the world. I probably wouldn't draft him. Don't think I'd use draft capital on him, but um, you know, br- bring him in, see if see what he's got. I like pests. I like guys who aren't gonna give up anything and have like some real skill there, and that's and that's rice.
0: I think that's fair. Speaking of guys who I want all my second rounders to be like, this is the one guy who I've watched recently who I'm really mad that we've already recorded the mock trap because I absolutely would have fucking taken this guy. Um, and that's Tavion Kinsey. Uh, I guess spoiler alert for where I have him, but um Tavion is a March 10th, 2000 birthday. He's 23 years old. He'll turn 24 at the tail end of his rookie season, but his rookie season will technically be his age 23 season. Uh, So a little older, that's kind of a worry. He's been on the draft radar for a while uh, played at Marshall all five years. This is a weird note. And I'm the type of guy who is not at all against someone transferring for NIL money or transferring up to a higher level to get more exposure or transferring really for any reason, because I don't give a shit where you play, like, what you think is best for your life. I don't know you. Go do what you want. But there are times that I kind of like a guy who could clearly transfer away and play at any school in the country that just stays at a mid-major and, you know, has loyal loyalty to their coach. I don't like to say it like that, but, like, I've talked with college guys, and I know that different things kind of make them click. And when something that makes you click is, like, I ride or die for my guys – and I'm going to stick with them. I kind of like that. That's something that, that moves me a little bit. He played five years at Marshall, has started basically every single game over the course of his career. As a super senior, uh, averaged 22.1 points per game on 54.2, 40.4, 74.4 shooting splits. He was 16 uh, a free throw percentage points away from, uh, from a 50-40-90 season. Shout out to that. Uh, 4.9 boards, 5.4 assists, 1.7 steals, 0.5 blocks. 2.2 uh turnovers he had a 26.6 percent assist rate to a 10.4 percent turnover rate insane number 59.6 percent true shooting which was the big issue with him as a senior was that he only had a 49.5 percent true shooting so he took a huge jump a lot of that was marshall really improved their spacing uh had guys to get into the ball in better spots and also because he got a little better um 2.5 steal 1.3 block uh <laughs> he dunked 42 times this year um also had a 40 free throw rate which is good it's not absurdly good but it's good that's a good free throw rate uh shot 69.7 percent on close twos 44.4 on long twos and again I mentioned 40 on on threes but only took 2.2 threes per 100 possession which is kind of interesting again when I mentioned that he did shoot 44.4 on long twos we'll talk about the form in a little bit um but I just want to start by saying like he is legitimately one of the most fun electric athletes in this year's draft. Um, I think it's kind of been overlooked because he's, again, been on the draft radar so long and never fully stayed in. I think he had more buzz last year, but he's still the same guy. A year older, that affects things a little bit, but he is such an electric athlete. Like, I tweeted this the other night, and I said, take this for what you will, because what this means value-wise, I don't know. But in terms of functionality, he is the best 6'5 and under roll man I've ever scouted. He can catch a lob. He can operate from the dunker spot. He's a great short roll passer. He can do everything you want from like a roll man. He's just 6'5, but he has long arms. I don't have a measurement. He might have a 6'10 wingspan, honestly. Like it would not surprise me. He's long. um, He gets like put back tip dunks, like off one, off two. Just a stupid functional athlete. He's super fast um, as well, like in transition. Runs the floor hard. They will throw him lobs from half court, like, and just expect him to get up and get it. He'll catch contested lobs and throw it on and one dunks. Like, again, he this year he played in, uh, 32 games and he dunked 42 times for a six five guy playing next to another big at all times. A baker does not shoot, mind you, at all times. That's crazy. That's crazy impressive. It doesn't matter the conference, doesn't matter the competition level. That's crazy impressive. Um and I think that shows up a lot. Coop, do you have any other kind of final thoughts on on the athleticism and and then do you want to take us through kind of the rest of the bucket
1: getting uh for Kinsey? Uh he fucks as an athlete. He is awesome. Uh his touch is really good as as a scorer, like you said, I mean the rolling top top tier great timing he can like contort as a finisher which is like sick he like rolls super hard and then it's like oh i'm going to go around you um he's super crafty as a driver uh the spot up it has varied a lot year to year just to give it some color uh 40.4% this year uh 15.5% last year the year before 41.3 the year before that 26.4 and the year before that 35.7 on pretty similar ish attempts um like somewhere between 45 and like 70 attempts basically for every single season uh career 30% three point shooter but i i think i buy the shot um the free throw numbers nice uh he can like self create and is super confident from the mid range he can get to his own spot uh, the handle can get him there. He's such a quick decision-maker as a scorer. He gets the ball, and he knows what he's going to do immediately. He's confident. He can get up and take the shot. And, I mean, the touch is nice from everywhere. He, that 44.4% on other two points, uh, really nice. Like, he can hit floaters. He can hit midi jumpers. He can he can hit everything in between. Uh, I, I really like the scoring package. And like you said, he can roll really well. He could score on the inside. With craft as a cutter with the ball in his hands, just uh in, in a variety of ways. Uh I mean, Tavion Kinsey gets it done every which way imaginable.
0: Yeah, so the shot is really weird, and I want to spend some time on that because he's an elite like mid-range shooter on like short mid-rangers. He doesn't really take like long twos, but Marshall ran a ton of plays for him to take like 15, you know. 12 to 15 footers and again he took 239 and shot 44.4 percent like that's really good and his shot is like this weird two motion high release like kind of flick shot um and it does not look comfortable like on pier three spot ups but whenever you introduce like a movement element he looks really good in the mid-range and he shot well from the free throw line i believe he's always been a good free throw shooter um not always, I guess, but fairly consistent. Seventy-three point two percent career, free throw shooter is pretty solid. Can you hear that? Like people yelling. Uh no. Okay, there's people yelling right outside my door. It's kind of you oh, know, nice. Um, but it's anyway. Sorry. Um. But I, I, in terms of like how it's going to translate to the league, I don't know. Like, what did homi Diallo shoot this year? I don't know. Like, hobby Diallo has a very different shooting motion and like he was not the mid-range scorer that Kinsey is but like it, that's kind of what I like what I feel like when I watch uh when when I watch Kinsey uh the shot really bad this year but he stopped taking him um I think Kinsey's bet to shoot is like not great but there's a world where he hits spot ups like the form just needs a lot of little tweaks. I don't think it needs to be completely broken down and fixed. It's never going to look good. He's never going to shoot a shot and you're going to be like, that looks fucking, that's like picture perfect. It's just not, but the touch is pretty good. His, his ability to hit again, There's like 15 footers off pretty hard movement, like fading away really impresses me. That's just something. And, and even if not, like as like a bench wing, I think it's a valuable skill to be able to hit some middies, like for whatever that's worth. Um, and We'll talk about it later. I think there's a world Kinsey could develop into a starter. But as a bench player, like, he makes a lot of sense as, like, a transition player. Uh, He's a good cutter. Again, that athleticism just, oh, my God. Like, I could watch him glide up and down the court all day. And it translates defensively, which we'll talk about in a little bit, too. But, like, just his, like, top speed. He kind of, uh, one of the commentators, I actually enjoyed Marshall's commentators, for whatever that's worth, shout out to them. Uh, They had, like, really thick Southern accents, but they kind of knew ball. Um, and one of them like said this thing, he has that NBA glide and that's like the best way to describe it. Like he, you watch him run, you watch him move and you're just like, that's an NBA athlete. That's just absolutely 100% an NBA athlete. He's so smooth. He's, he doesn't like look super explosive lots of times. Like he doesn't, you don't watch it. You're like, that's an insane first step. Like you do like with a Cam Whitmore and Anthony Edwards, like where he just blows by someone and you're like, holy shit. Like that was crazy but he's just always at the rim. He's always finishing. He can finish like off one, off one foot, off two foot, like his ability to get in and out of leaps. Like he's a super quick jumper too, to be a six, five guy and to get a tip dunk over a bigger defender with one hand. And then I watched that clip 10 times and I realized that he doesn't have to load it all. He's like on his tippy toes and just jumps right into it. Insane to me. It's absolutely insane. I'm I'm really in love with Kinsey as like an off ball scorer, potentially. The, does the shot have to be there? I don't know. But, and even on the ball, like the handle is not complex at all. Like he does not have a ton of moves. He's kind of stiff actually, like as a handler, as smooth as the rest of his game is, he's kind of stiff and, and uncomfortable as a handler doesn't hit moves, but he has this, like, you know, that Josh Giddy meme where it's like, Josh Giddy has no moves. He just dribbles straight around guys. Kinsey kind of does that where it's like, for all his issues as a handler, I like that he just never picks the ball up. He's just like, fuck it. I'm going to just keep dribbling, and you have to stop me. And if they don't, he's going to take what they get him. And he took 201 uh, layups and 46 dunks. Like, I, I don't know. That's that's impressive to me. That's uh, Even though the handle's not great, he gets to the rim on and off the ball. He can really finish at the rim. Um, I think there's a lot there with his scoring that I just like, I think it's going to translate one way or another. Uh, Coop, do you have any other final thoughts on the scoring? And if not, do you want to transition us a little bit to his playmaking?
1: Uh, nothing about the scoring, but I, I think as a playmaker, he's really good at just keeping it simple. Um, like you said, he does not pick the ball up. He just gets into guys. He's a super quick decision maker with the ball in his hands um and he's really great at handling contact and and I think that that's really what it is like he his handle his body is super weird but he can take contact and just keep going and guys don't really know how to guard that uh especially because he is like so solidly athletic he's really good at just like oh I beat my guy by a half step and I'm gliding and then I draw the help and then oh immediately perfect pass perfect kick out um and like you said I mean earlier he's great short roll passer can make a variety of passes Um, but I, I mean just as a driver he just makes the right read and he does that as like a second side attacker as like with primary like coming off a ball screen with with the ball in his hand setting setting everything up he can do it in a variety of roles and that kind of versatility just like he can fit in so many different ways in a positive way with basically any team alignment and like show off his skills and use his talents. Uh, I, I I really buy Kinsey's playmaking.
0: I think like his 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 eye and like head fake manipulation as a passer is so so impressive to me. He's another guy. Like I don't think his vision is elite, but when he sees the reads, he is going to execute them. Like. He is an ethical jump passer. He he counts as an ethical jump passer, um, because when he does jump pass, it's for a purpose. It's to open up a window, um, and I just love like his ability to the help man is about to tag. You know, he, he's beating his guy in a pick and roll, or even just attacking close out. The big steps over the help guy is about to tag. He looks to the corner, freezes the help guy for just a second, throws a lob to Micah Handlocked in. Like, oh, it's so perfect. I was like. I was I'll be honest I went into this 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 film like expecting oh he's a dunker whatever and we played at Marshall he played at the Sun Belt. like obviously he just cooked these dudes and I left like so pleasantly surprised so excited about Kinsey I just I just like it man like is the handle great no what's he gonna look like in pick and roll I don't really know but he can get like he doesn't really need any moves. If you set a good screen, he's gonna get to the rim. and if he gets to the rim, he's gonna manipulate the defense and either score for himself or open something up for a teammate. like, oh, it's just it's so good. And there's a world too where he like I think he's long enough and athletic enough to play the three or four um in certain configurations. We'll talk about the defense in a second, but he's kind of skinny, but in general, like I think he can kind of play the three or four you think of that type of guy on the wing who is a absurd cutter and finisher at the rim who can make place for others in like second side actions, especially like in second side actions, I really think he can be deadly. Um, I don't think he's like a super instinctual player, but he it does have solid instincts. Um, I, I kind of, he kind of has that similar thing to Omari Moore where it's like, he kind of looks like he's learned basketball and not the, or not Omari Moore. Sorry. I talked about that with Ben Shepard um where he kind of looks like he's learned basketball and not that he's like a supernatural basketball player but i just think he's better at it than Shepard. and he's also i mean obviously like probably is like a 45 inch vertical like i i don't know i just I'm, I'm all the way in on his offensive game as like a secondary attacker even if the shot never comes around like as a bench guy i think he can still succeed in that role and if the shot does come around i think there's a world where he can be a starting caliber offensive player um Coop, let's talk about the defense really fast. Where are you at with his his defense?
1: I really like it. I mean, his ground coverage, pretty crazy. Uh, He's got great timing on doubles and stuff. His effort, just top tier. He's constantly fighting, constantly doing the right thing. Um, His digs are awesome. Uh, (laughs) He knows when to commit, when to stay home on digs, and and he's just really solid. Uh, He's really good at being a nuisance without fouling, and sometimes that means that you're going to get scored on but he doesn't like foul out of games like the 1.7 fouls committed per 40 while playing 94 percent of your team's minutes is crazy right (laughs) Right? especially for somebody who was like pretty actively involved in the defense he dug he put it like he stifled drivers sometimes his footwork was really good um he directed a lot of the team stuff as an off-ball defender keeping guys moving keeping guys like hey what the hell are you doing get over to your man Uh, a lot of that stuff that I love to see is closeouts are nice. He's just a bit too jumpy sometimes. And you know, that'll happen uh, when you're as good of an athlete as he is, you're still able to recover though. And uh, he's just like, he's solid. He does all the right stuff. He's he's nothing too fancy, nothing too crazy. He's not like clamping dudes at the point of attack. 1.3 block, 2.4 steal, pretty nice, right? He's not like a crazy shot blocker, but he can test guys. He keeps them from, uh, I think he's just, he could be a cog in the machine and he's such a good athlete that that works for him at the next level. And, and he's got good size. He's six, five, really long arms. Uh, I just worry about the screen now uh, because he slams the hardest in the screens of anybody that we've talked about. And that is worrying because uh, he has to play the wing. But if if you're going to completely die on screens and constantly have to play in recovery, that is worrying but I do wonder how much of that is also just nobody on Marshall communicates because he is keeping guys like, hey, get to your man. What are you doing? Why are you switching here? Why are you doing this and that? Um, and I, I I can't say for certain, obviously, but um, I, I think you can improve screen nav, especially when you have the physical tools to do it. And I think a lot of it with him is awareness and not that he physically can't do it. Uh, so I, I, I really buy Tavion Kinsey's defense um you want to hop into that and we could get into to where we value him
0: yeah i think for me i i i think his defense would definitely be at his best like kind of as a roamer in that matisse thaiber role he's not great at that like he can do some okay stuff like guarding on the ball in isolation you mentioned that the screen nav is bad but you know i i do think he recovers well like maybe even great uh the block rate's not insane but um just in general, like, I think there's some 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 stuff there. Uh, I, I, I don't think he's great at anything defensively, but his length, his athleticism, his general, like, solid rotations on that end are good. Again, I just, he's not super instinctual, right? Like, he's not making, like, these uber instinctual reads, jumping passing lanes or anything. It's more just, like, he's solid. He covers things up well. I really like him, like, uh, I mentioned this with, I can't remember what pod we did it um but there was someone who oh actually this wasn't during a pod adam Kunkel did this really well in and in something i had clipped uh where he covered a like spain pick and roll really well and like kinsey's good at stuff like that like covering set actions he's really good at he's just not all the way there instinctually i feel like he can maybe be unleashed more if you're just like hey we don't, we want you to just go hunt steals and get out in passing lanes and, and run. Um, but I think he could be a, a solid guy on that. And if nothing special, um, as for where I have him, uh, I have him solidly draftable in my second round, uh, which actually brings that tier up to 44. Um, I think it'll actually get to 45. I'm going to have 45 guys who I want to give a, uh, real contract to amazingly last second, last second jump for this draft class to move into that range. But, um, with, uh, I'll probably add Hefe to this, to this top 45 as well. He's borderline, but that's probably the other guy who I'll add to this. But, um, I just think Kinsey's worth a bet, man. He's just worth giving that, you know, if he doesn't work, he doesn't work, but he's really solid. He's a good defender. He's an absurd athlete. He can make plays. Um, I just buy, I just buy a lot of that stuff. I have him currently on my board at 41, right below Muhammad Gay, right above Max Lewis, uh, which seems like a weird ranking, and it kind of is, but that's me. Um,
1: Coop, where are you at with Kinsey? I have him at thirty-three, uh, right above Max Lewis and right below Julian Phillips. Um, one last note before I jump into just the real quick why he sneaks into good offensive rebounding positioning way too often for somebody who should be like getting guarded like religiously and is such a good fig- finisher. Um, he just like moves and like gets around guys and knows exactly how to get around them. Um, I just really, he, I think it's just another like kind of craft indicator. Uh, and I, I really, really buy that from him. I, I, to me, Tavion Kinsey just does everything that you want role players to do other than like shoot at a super high level. And I think that the shot can come. I think he's got good touch. Uh, I think he's shown that he can be a solid you know, uh, catch and shoot shooter, and that's all he really needs to be. Cause he does all the extra stuff, like the playmaking and the closeout attacking and the defense and the cutting and the motor and every single thing that you want your role players to do, Tavion Kinsey does at a high level. He can play different roles, do different stuff, do it well. He's a really good athlete. Uh, there are some worries there. He's old, you know, there's there's stuff to not love. Um, but it's really he's in my priority seconds list and and I would suit I would be super happy if I came away with a Tavian Kinsey in the 40s in this draft he's he's just so good
0: yeah and that's about all we got for this group uh that's six more guys we're probably gonna talk about just Stone and I tomorrow because coop that bastard is going on another vacation um we're gonna talk about uh probably like 10 guys tomorrow on a pod so be ready for that we're gonna do
1: a little mailbag I'm actually. Too. Okay. I'm actually going on vacation just so I don't have to watch 10 more shitty guys <laughs> yeah, play international basketball. <laughs> Coop's like, I don't
0: have to watch Chris Livingston. He's like, he's like, <laughs> on his knees, like, Oh, uh, well, uh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's, uh, he's, he's going to go have fun while, while Stone and I do the last little bits of grind, but this has been great guys. Um, be ready. We're going to be live somewhere for the draft. I'm thinking playback. If I were to guess, we will be live at playback. Um, whether they have the stream or not, we'll be live there because that's just the easiest place for us. Um, but it might be Twitch, which we've done the last two years. Um, it might be YouTube, which probably won't be YouTube. <laughs> we'll see. We'll have that announcement in the coming days. Uh, but I would guess playback, so so keep your keep your eyes, uh, eyes and ears open. Um, but yeah, this has been great for Coop Al underscore 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 coop. Uh this has been the upside swings NBA be a draft podcast. We open our ceiling. Thank you. We'd once again like to thank the people at GlobalshopSolutions.com. Simplify your manufacturing and schedule a demo today at GlobalshopSolutions.com. Thanks again for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks again for listening. We hope we hit our ceiling. Thank you.